0: In this portion of the Casey Crew Podcast is brought to you by Cricket Wireless. It's a new year and it's time for new possibilities. And do we ever need them? Cricket Wireless can help you make the easy switch to the plan that's right for you. Starting at $30 a month, smile and switch to Cricket. Activation and other fees and restrictions apply. Terms subject to change. See store for details. In this portion of the Casey Crew Podcast is brought to you by American Express. Built to Last is a podcast by American Express that highlights the stories, history, and continued legacy of black owned small businesses that shape American culture. Through these important conversations, host Elaine explores how the black business leaders of our past have inspired today's black owned small businesses. Check out the debut season of Built to Last on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And I am Kia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Pro.
1: Welcome! Hello, 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 beautiful people. Now you
0: look beautiful.
1: Oh, thank I you. I love your
0: hair like this, and I love your boobies out, but I just want you thank to... Thank
1: you! <laughs> ...that
0: I don't have any underwear.
1: <laughs> you don't have underwear on? That's not like you. When do you ever not wear underwear?
0: Easy access for later.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe you. Nope. Why don't you go over there and show me? okay he's not lying
0: <laughs> okay. so um i want to shout out to everybody that came to our atlanta real estate seminar thank you so much for you guys for coming out um what i did was and ben's was pissed off i said anybody who listens to the podcast i'll give you tickets for a discounted price and you know i thought it was going to be like maybe five ten people but it was like a hundred and ben's y'all really worked to the death because she was pissed off at me so shout out to everybody in orlando uh, Orlando is actually going to be the next seminar. So if you live in Florida and you want to attend our seminar, I'll do the same. For the next uh, three, four days, we will open it up only for the KC Crew listeners, and we'll give you a discounted rate. And uh, don't tell nobody. Right? Mad people came up to me, was like, "Yo, thank you so much." Uh, but yeah, so you know, we just want to teach the community about real estate, how we make money in real estate, uh, whether it's flipping, wholesaling, or tenants, multi units. We just try to teach people and we bring everybody to you. So we bring the credit repair guy. We bring conventional lending. We bring auction.com. We bring wholesale. We bring everybody. We break it down and try to explain it to you the best way we can. So that way you guys hopefully will get your first property or your first investment property or maybe a second or third, whatever it may be. So hopefully we'll see you. uh, It's April 24th in Orlando. And you might even see gear there because we're thinking about um, might bring gear as well.
1: We're thinking about we might bring Gia as well. No, like, is the family be- pet. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Am I going to go in the undercarriage underneath the plane? You're going to get a cage big enough for me <laughs> and we gonna- throw me on the plane? Maybe. That's, that's how it's going to go down?
0: Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, cute. Maybe they might <laughs> sit next to me on the plane. But maybe, you know, you know, so, you might see Gia there as well. Um, I want to start the podcast today. Like, this podcast is going to be a little different. So, I, I want to ask you. If your child, son mm-hmm. or daughter, uh-huh. did something to ruin your career.
1: Oh, I know where this is coming did from. Did something
0: to embarrass you. Could you? <sighs>
1: uh-huh. I know this is coming from.
0: Kirk Franklin and his mm-hmm. son. Right, Can right. Did you hear the audio?
1: You know something? I heard the audio when you played it on the radio, but I couldn't make out what he was okay, saying.
0: Perfect. We have it right now. Can you pass me that audio? Stop, that, please. So we're gonna play the audio for Gia. I'm, I'm sure she couldn't she didn't hear yeah, I could. the real audio. So we're also gonna play it here for you guys so you guys can hear it at the same time.
1: Okay. Very creative as that. I just gotta press baseball, correct?
0: All right. So listen. You gotta turn it up. Nope. Bro, I'm not gear. I know how to work all computers. Ready? Oh.
1: i can't I can't hear what he's saying. I can't understand what he's saying. I need subtitles. I hear some
0: Okay. If you think I'm really I'm stand like this. bitch. Start your you motherfucking ass back out of the way. Before I put my foot in your ass, I dare you. So I dare you. I dare you. Shut the fuck up. I'm old. I'm yeah. yeah. it. Awesome. <laughs> i mean,
1: Didn't hear everything that he said, but... He called him a bitch-ass. He, uh, he, he used the N-word?
0: Yeah, he, he, did? he called him a, uh, uh, a bitch-ass. He also said a bunch of stuff. His son told him to shut the fuck up. But he, yeah, he, he used some words. But my whole point is, you know, we get into arguments with family members, your children. You know, but what his son did was, his son put that audio out. Right. His son put that audio out to embarrass his dad and try to ruin his dad's career. You know, his dad is, is Kurt Franklin, you know... Christian artist, a pastor, I believe. In some cases, he put that audio out to embarrass and ruin his dad. You know, and for everybody out there, yeah, he talked to some wildly. We're not perfect. He talked to some crazy. But I want you to know, his son is thirty three years old. His son is a grown ass man. He's not a little boy. He's not an eight year old. He's not a teenager. He's thirty three years old. Um, Let me ask you a question. Okay. If the tables were turned, and you guys out there too, I want you to email and text and leave comments. Could you? Forgive your child if that was the case. Well,
1: what we're missing here is context.
0: It doesn't matter the context. You put out uh, an order no. trying to embarrass his son. No, is, no, no, hey, no. no. Hold a, on. Hold on. I,
1: what we need is context because truth be told, we don't know what the backstory
0: is. Why do we need to know the backstory?
1: Um, in most cases, you probably would need to know the backstory, except for those cases that you might have to know the backstory. Okay. Um, and my dad used to say sometimes you have to take things to extremes to prove a point. Um, let's say, and by no means is this true, I'm taking it to one of those extremes. Let's say that his son just found out that his dad was engaging in pedophile behavior or something like that, which is a stretch from anything that would be possible in this situation. But I'm just saying that to say. You don't know what happened. And I don't really like to um, jump to conclusions. But I will say that in most cases, it wouldn't matter what a father did. If that's how a father reacts, then that's something that should be handled at home between these two grown men and not put on public display for the world to scrutinize and for the world to draw opinions about. And that wasn't even the reason. It wasn't because he wanted to see if the world agreed with him or agreed that he was being abused as a son, emotionally abused as a son. He did that for the sole purpose, I believe, to embarrass his father and to bring shame on his father because his father Mm -hmm. is in the business of loving God and acting that way I'm sure his son believed would cast a negative shadow on his father, which in my opinion, I don't think that that's the case. I don't know how you guys feel, but even all of us who love God behave badly sometimes and do things that may not be um, the most above bar, but we do sometimes, and we can be sorry and be forgiven by the only person that can judge us, who is God. So I don't judge. Kirk Franklin at all. I don't have an opinion, um, at all. I, I heard his apology and I believe that he means it and he's doing the work that he needs to do as a human being. Hold on that he's doing as a human being. Cause I just want to say this. It may not have, um, in your opinion, anything to do with what the son did, but I'm saying that I believe that he's doing what he has to do to make it right with God. And I don't think it was that awful. my, Mom done told me (laughs) a thousand times as a child, and I was a kid, you know what I mean? But I probably did something to deserve it. Do you know what I mean? So, hearing him calling him out of his name and using some profanities, I really don't think is the absolute worst thing in the world. Um, And I do think that uh, from a son's perspective, that's something that could be forgiven with the simple I lost my temper, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, But what his son did, now that takes things to a completely different level. Mm-hmm. You asked me if I could forgive. Again, it depends on the circumstances. It depends on why he did it. I don't know if that, I think he's 33. Did you say he was 33?
0: He's
1: 33. That 33-year-old has had emotional trauma. I don't know what he's been through. Um, I don't know the reason why they were arguing. I don't know if them arguing is a pattern. I don't know anything about what's going on over there. Uh, but what I will say is that if my son apologized and I knew that he truly meant it, um, and if he apologized on a public platform, you sought to embarrass me on a public platform. Now you have to make it right on a public platform because there are people that are go- still going to be judging Kirk per- Franklin. Mm. Correct. Okay. You do those two things. And, um, I would think that it would be a good idea to go to therapy to figure out why did you think that it was okay? Well, why did I use the language that I use towards you? And why did you think that it was okay to retaliate like that against me? And then I would have to see where everything landed. I would have to see his behavior and what he said during those therapy sessions. And based on that, I would decide what place he would hold in my life thereafter. After that work is done and maybe other forms of subsequent work that would have to be done, after everything is on the table, then I would have to see where things landed. Would I forgive? I would absolutely be able to forgive, but um, I would have to size up the type of person that my son is. I would have to understand who he is so I could determine what place he would hold in my life from that point on.
0: I would say, fuck all that. Oh, uh, I'm not it surprised. Was, if it was something that was as far as pedophile or murderer, put that out there. But obviously it wasn't. Wasn't nothing as serious because if it was something with a problem that I did, you'd put that out there and not try to embarrass me.
1: Maybe, maybe not. Try
0: to ruin my career. Because if, if I was a pedophile, you'd put that part out there. If you're going to go all the way, go all the way. Maybe not. But let's
1: And honest, I don't think it's that. that. I'm just saying it could be something no. that was very hurtful to him you is what I'm saying. His
0: dad. And let, let's be real. You wanted to embarrass your dad. You try to, to, in my opinion, take his career away because his whole career is about being a Christian and loving Jesus and trying to do things the right way. You try to embarrass your dad. I can never trust you again. We get into an argument. You get mad at me and this is what you do. That's how far you go. I don't care if we do therapy. I don't care if you say you're sorry. I don't care what it is. I will always look at you funny. Because if mm-hmm. if there is a situation or a problem, we have a conversation and we've all had arguments with our parents, our sisters, our brothers, our you know, whatever it may be. But like I said on radio, there's certain things you don't, don't do, right? We all have skeletons big and small in our households, right? We all know things that get our parents in trouble, get you, get your parents in trouble, get me in trouble, get you. Like, we all have things. It could be something big. It could be running a red light. It could be It's as small as putting a kid in the car and not having a car seat one day. We all have stuff that can get somebody in trouble, right? But we all know that there's certain things you just shut the fuck up about, right? There's times when things happen, shut the fuck up. Why? Because you don't want to see your dad get in trouble unless it's to the point where it's detrimental to your life, right? I remember getting popped one time and I had a scar on my leg, a a, a, a vogue on my leg from a belt. Right?
1: That only happened to you once? It only happened to me once. God but bless you. I, but I knew <laughs>
0: me right. so many times. Right. right. Well, I knew that if I went oh, to school boy. and they asked me how that got there, I wasn't gonna say my dad did it. I wasn't gonna say my mom did it. I wasn't gonna say grandma did it. You I tripped
1: fell. and fell. Yep. Fell. <laughs> right. That's what it was. Uh-huh.
0: How simple is that? Me and Logan get into arguments all the time. It is what it is. He knows I love him. And I pray to God, Logan would never do anything like that to me. I don't think he would. He's not that kid because he knows we love him and we know that we try to guide him in the right way. But the fact that you would do that, how do I know you wouldn't do that again? How do I know you wouldn't do something that's worse? How do you know, you know, we're all not perfect and we've all been evolving. Like I was, talking, I was having a conversation with, um, uh, the camera guy, that, and we were talking about things that we thought were funny in high school, and we realized how much it hurt people. Right? I remember growing up in high school, they used to tease Haitian kids all the time. Right? Say HBO and all types of things. Our best friend in high school was Haitian. You didn't he still know? is? he yeah, still is. Yeah, well, he's still Haitian. He still his <laughs> he's still one of my best friends. He's the one that actually taught me how to DJ. Shout out to DJ Mono. But his family accepted me like I was his brother took me and fed me brio, fed me food, put me onto their culture. You see what I'm saying? But it's things that you have to learn at times. It's not what it was 20 years ago. It's not how it is now. So the fact that you would put something out like that to try to ruin your dad, embarrass him, possibly ruin his career. Let's say his dad had endorsements and he dropped his endorsements. Let's say his dad was a pastor at the church and they got rid of him. Let's say his dad had a, 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 you know, signed to a deal and they dropped the deal all because me and you are arguing. And yes, sometimes I do get out of character when it comes to my kids because your kids can piss you off. Your kids know what buttons to to, to choose, to point at and, and, and to pick at. So yeah, I don't know if I, if I, can I forgive? Yeah. Can I trust again? No. Would I allow you to be in my life like that, like you were before? No, because I don't trust you. I don't trust you. I'm going to be looking at you like you're out to take me out every opportunity and chance you get, especially when something doesn't go your way. And for that, we won't have the same relationship ever again.
1: Can never talk on the phone anymore. Can never text.
0: No. I would never text. I would never talk (laughs) on the phone. And when I'm in prison, I would never call you from jail. No. No, it would be very generic. (laughs) No. Hey, dad, how you doing? I'm great, son. How are you? How's life? How are you? You're good? Yes. Well, what did you do today, dad? I paid my taxes. What, are you, what else are you doing? <laughs> Nothing much. I just prayed all day and relaxed. Okay, Dad. All right. Well, you have a good one, son. Right, well, I'm going to the store, and I'm going to be driving the speed limit. All right. Talk to you soon. <laughs> That's how I'm going to be because I can't trust you
1: uh-huh. ever again. But you know, and I absolutely do believe. Thirty
0: three, not sixteen, not ten, not twelve. You'd be like, oh, he's a little kid. He didn't know. He learned from a friend. No, you're thirty three years old. Um,
1: and I do believe that you can forgive someone and uh. Allow them a different space in your life moving forward. You, every, you guys already know that I feel that way. But what you just described goes a little bit further than that. That's not real forgiveness. Um, I can understand maybe not feeling quite the same way about them or not trusting them the same way that you did before. But um, keeping them on a generic level, that's not true forgiveness.
0: And I'm not truly forgiven. Because I can't trust him. But
1: yet, thing. you told me a few podcasts ago that I'm grudgeful.
0: You are grudgeful. See, then you're not. It's a difference.
1: It's a difference. You get to pick and choose what you get to be grudgeful about. Absolutely. Oh, I see. Absolutely. What's it, good for the goose isn't good for the gander. If does you can't. No. To, no. No. You, you can't make. That's you different. can't make an umbrella statement and then pick and choose what applies and you what can. doesn't apply. You can't. necessarily.
0: You can. That's like me. Not and you necessarily. Bro- that's like me and you break up, right? Uh huh. And then you say, my, 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 uh, my husband got a small PP. Let me show the world. Okay. Right? That's embarrassing. That's something I can't take back.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. That's something that cannot go back. I can't trust you again because I know if we ever get into, our- like all the time you see these couples argue and you see them throwing shots at the lowest point on each side of each couple. Right. Oh, you got a, you got a this. Oh, you got a that. Well, your pussy stings. Well, your ass awesome. well, That's you okay. great. Like you hear it all the time. And then you see couples get back together, and then you know we all watch and you say, "Oh, it's only a matter of time before it happens again."
1: I always have to watch my privacy around him from now on. Right, it's the truth. <laughs> but if that's the case, like
0: you know, that's why you respect. Like you look at, um, I just put a Rod and J Lo, right? They broke up.
1: Did like, they? I don't know I don't if that's know if a rumor broke up or not.
0: Working it out, but you didn't hear any beef or back back and forth with each other. Right, it's only been a couple of days. They were still, but you would you would hear it. Most couples, some couples, you do. And that's the whole thing. You want to be with somebody that you can trust when you're with or not. We all make mistakes, but it's how you handle those mistakes. Now, if you're going to show a picture and tell the public this, that, and the other, I I can't trust you again. I I just honestly can't.
1: Right. There's one thing, not trusting someone, but you said that basically when he walked in, hey, son, how are you? Like, you make it seem as though there's love
0: lost. There would be love lost.
1: Well, that's not true forgiveness.
0: That's my forgiveness.
1: But that's not true forgiveness. That's
0: that's Sean's.
1: Right, but it's not
0: actual forgiveness. Envy forgiveness. It's not forgiveness. My but dictionary is. But it's not though. Who says?
1: God. God, I'm going by the bible <laughs> definition of uh forgiveness. Um and again, I I I'm not saying that you should trust someone that's harmed you because I certainly would not. But if you forgive, then you um uh, especially if it's family, then if you're allowing them into your space, then you would need to treat them the way that you treated them before the offense. Um, now, if you decided not to have them in your space because you feel as though their presence is detrimental to your well-being, then that's a different story. But you can't halfway forgive. All right, you can come over and eat Sunday dinner with us, but I'm not
0: gonna. I'm not gonna talk to you. I'm gonna talk to you, but I'm not. Gonna, I'm not gonna put any.
1: I'm not gonna show you any love, and you're my son. I think it's it's like it's half stepping.
0: That's all. And I'm a half step. Okay, just own it. So you would you would forgive your son?
1: Like no, well I would forgive. I would forgive regardless because I forgive for me. So the forgiveness would come regardless of any actions taken or not taken by them. Now the space that they take in my life, that's up for grabs. They would have to prove to me and the world initially that they are sorry, and then they would have to do the work to earn back that place in my life. And I would truly have to believe that I could talk to you on the phone and I can text you and I can lose it again if it came to that without worry of you taking the same steps that you took before. I would have to wholeheartedly believe that so that I could be in the space that I was before the offense in order to treat you the way that I was able to treat you before the offense. Just because you forgive someone doesn't mean that it's open arms. But what I'm saying is if you forgive and you allow them back into your space and they've already earned those things back, they've done the work, and you still reject them, I'm saying that's not forgiveness.
0: Okay, right. I mean, I, that happened to my child. I, you know, I watched my grandkids, but I definitely would tell you my grandkids that if father's a bitch ass nigga. <laughs> <laughs>
1: come sit on Pappy's knee let me tell you what your dad did yeah. <laughs> 20 years ago
0: uh-huh in this portion of the Casey Crew Podcast is brought to you by Just Egg sick of the same old breakfast here's something new just Egg scrambles, cooks, and tastes just like the eggs you're used to, but it's made from plants. Just Egg is a protein pack, but with less saturated fat and no cholesterol. Now, I'm the breakfast man in the crib, so I cook all breakfast all day, every day. And it tastes and cooks just like conventional eggs, and it tastes great. You can use it for omelets, scramble, French toast, banana bread, whatever you want, Try Just Egg, and you can find Just Egg pretty much anywhere at most grocery stores, including Whole Foods, Walmart, and Kroger, and on Amazon Prime now or Instacart. Just Egg, a better egg for you and your family. Thank you to Just Egg. It's a great product and from a company with a great mission. And this portion of the Casey Crew Podcast is brought to you by Ritual. We deserve to know what we're putting in our bodies and why. Ritual's clean, vegan-friendly multivitamin is formulated with high-quality nutrients in a bioavailable form your body can actually use. You won't find sugars, GMOs, major allergens, synthetic fillers, and artificial colorants. Now available for women, men, and teens, Ritual multivitamins are scientifically developed to help support different life stages. Your multivitamins are delivered to your door every month with free shipping. Start, snooze, or cancel your subscription anytime. If you don't love Ritual within the first month, they'll refund your first order. I love it. It gives me the energy I need. You know I'm up early, so I take it every day, and so do my teens. Get key nutrients without the BS. Ritual is offering our listeners 10% off during your first three months. All right, so all you got to do if you want to try these multivitamins, visit ritual.com slash Crew to start your ritual today. But anyway, let's keep it moving. You know what I want to talk about now? What's that? I want to talk about The Bachelor.
1: (laughs) Okay. Did we even have a chance to talk about that amongst ourselves? No, we didn't.
0: About maybe three or four minutes before you fell asleep. Before you fell asleep. No, before you fell asleep. So we watch TV sometimes. And when it gets late at night, one of us usually falls asleep. And we're trying to wake the other one up because we want to watch the show. And we don't want to find out what happened on the next day. So like last night, I'm like, yo, you got to get up. She's like, give me a two-minute nap. I'm like, no, we got to watch that. I I I definitely
1: was trying to take a 10-minute nap in the middle (laughs) of show. I'm like, I just need a power boost. I was so exhausted. And I'm like, sit up,
0: sit up. And she wouldn't sit up. And uh, anyway, and Brooklyn sleeping in between us. It was crazy. But anyway, so if you don't know The Bachelor, if you don't watch the show, The Bachelor, this was the first season of the first Black Bachelor. It was down to two women. Now, the way that The Bachelor works, I'll give you a brief description. It's about 30 women. And each week he cuts off a bunch of women to decide which women he's supposed to propose to, if he feels it. We got down to two women. One was a black woman, the other was a white woman. The black woman, her name was Michelle, a uh, beautiful lady, beautiful soul, beautiful spirit. She's a teacher. The other, her name was Rachel. Uh I think he and I knew Rachel was going to win. Like-
1: Stop lying, Rashawn, you didn't know anything. Did I not? Did I not from the day that Michelle made her appearance on the show? Did I not say that her and Rachel were going to be the last two. You did. And you. She, she picked Rachel. Gia picked Rachel. I picked Rachel and Michelle and Brie. I knew that they were going to be the top three. And I knew that Michelle and Rachel were going to be the top
0: two. That's right. Well, Rachel won. <clears throat> um, and it came out about Rachel, about all these different things. Actually, a TikToker dove into Rachel's life and found all these different things and I believe put it on display. So it came out that uh, Rachel was uh, liking pictures that were pro-Trump, liking pictures with Confederate flags, uh, had friends that did all these crazy different things, right? And I'll say allegedly because you don't know what's true and what's not. And we tried because to they go through it.
1: Had friends that did all of these crazy different well, things. Well, they, they
0: said that one of one of Rachel's friends uh, allegedly had a friend that dressed up in blackface and dressed up like a slave. And they walked him around and took pictures with him. She allegedly liked those pictures. And then she attended an antebellum, picture, uh, antebellum party. Antebellum party is a party that celebrates the Old South before the war, which means it's celebrating uh, before... The slaves were freed. The slaves were freed. Right. Um, So anyway, long story short, last night on The Bachelor, after he picked her and she won- But
1: uh, I'm just going to say, he did not propose to her.
0: No, he did not propose to her. So
1: typically The Bachelor or The Bachelorette ends in a proposal. He decided that he wanted to be with her. He wanted to continue to date her and get to know her better Said they'd be on the trajectory towards married, but- Towards marriage, but he did not want to propose at the time.
0: Correct. So, but they were both in love. He was smitten. She was smitten. They were a perfect couple. Then all this stuff came out. So she apologized. She went on the apology tour and all through the bachelor, you can hear him say, well, you need to work on yourself. You need to work on yourself. One thing he said that I didn't necessarily understand that I want to ask you about. So this, it, is this is
1: after the final. This is
0: after the final rose. After she won,
1: they bring them back. Correct. So they're supposed to be together, but separate mm-hmm. for a period of time, yep. so that people don't see them in public and people don't know who won. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and then they're supposed to reunite, and then they are brought back onto the show so that they can discuss how the engagement has been and how their love affair has progressed since the um, finale of the show.
0: Hold on a second. Close the door, please. Thank you. So so now he says, you know, um, what did he say? He says, you know, I'm not sure if I can do this because basically she doesn't understand who I am as a black man, right?
1: He that- said that she doesn't understand his blackness. His
0: blackness, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, this is why I was confused. You picked a white woman. And now you're saying a white woman doesn't understand your blackness. Duh. That's how I felt. Now, this is why I'm confused, right? And you let me know how you feel. Okay. You dated this woman. You fell in love with this woman. You were all smitten. You said, you know, this is the, the woman that you see, you, you, you see uh, being your wife. Now, something happened where this woman did a lot of things wrong. And all of a sudden, you cut her off, right? is she racist? I don't know if she's racist. And the reason to say, I don't know if she's racist is because she picked you. She wanted to be with you. Could you be racist and in love with a black person?
1: Could you? Yes. But before we delve into that question, we have to define the word racism.
0: All right. So racism. Yes. All right. Prejudice, discrimination, or antagonism directed against someone of a different race based on a belief that one's own race is superior.
1: Okay. Was there a second part of that definition? Because no, usually right. it gives two let me see. Um Okay. So I have to ask myself first: Is, would I consider her to be racist? I think that I don't believe that she's a racist. However, I believe that she participated in. Racist behavior. Correct. Which begs the question how can you participate in racist behavior without being a racist? And the answer to that is through ignorance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not friends with this girl. Um, all I can go off of is what I saw on The Bachelor and all of the media coverage that this topic has um, garnered since then. And like you said, She attended a sorority party that was an antebellum party, Mm -hmm. and you already described what that is. She may have been ignorant, ignorant to the point of not asking what that meant if she, in fact, did not know. And if she asked, she may have gotten an answer that said, you know, oh, it's a party to celebrate the Old South where we dress up in pretty dresses. Okay, I'm down. She may not. Have known. Maybe she did. I don't know. But according to, again, everything that I've heard, I'm more so led to believe that it was through true ignorance. Um, Her family may be Trump supporters. She may or may not be a Trump supporter. Um, I do believe that there are a lot of indications that come along with being a Trump supporter. But I don't think that being a Trump supporter pigeonholes you into. Being a racist, being a racist. You may be, but you also may not be, you know, um, she liked pictures of friends. I'm assuming wearing MAGA hats. I mean, that doesn't please me, but I don't necessarily, again, believe that that pigeonholes her into being coined a racist. Um, she did some cultural appropriation where she dressed up like uh, members of another culture. Again, ignorance. Sometimes people don't know better. Um, and I'm not saying that she didn't know better, but I'm more so on the side of believing that she didn't know better because she did in fact fall in awe of a black man. Um, From what I saw on this show, she wasn't just in love with him. Um, She was truly, and she did say, um, seemingly in love and in awe of him. Um, It's like whenever he walked into a room, for her, it was as though Jesus walked into a room. That's the look that I saw on her face. And when her relationship with him was threatened or in jeopardy or, uh, when other girls were going on dates with him, the natural feeling that she suffered from that, um, that torment was that of someone that is truly in love or believes that they're truly in love. Um, so I don't personally, after watching, um, The bachelor. I don't believe that she is a racist per se. I believe that she's ignorant and I believe that she didn't have a backbone.
0: Let me ask you a question. Hold on a
1: second. Mm -hmm. I believe that she didn't have a backbone. I believe that when all of these things were happening, she didn't stand up for herself and she didn't stand up for, um, others. She didn't stand up for what was right. She didn't ask the questions. She just kind of uh, followed the herd, I would say. Um, There were other things that I heard that she was accused of. And if they're true, um, she may have been racist, may potentially still be, but may have... uh, changed her ways, changed her views, because I do believe that people can change. But I also heard that she allegedly bullied girls back in high school for liking black guys. I think I heard that that also went into college, that maybe some of that behavior was um, displayed in college and other things. So, you know, it is a question, but based on what I saw, she seemed like a nice girl who truly fell in love with a black guy. But I do think that you can be racist and love a member of the opposite sex. So that's me directly answering your question. Love a member of the opposite sex that is of a different race or the race that you are racist against. I do believe that you can do that because, um, racism also, that's why I asked you if there was another definition. It, it, it also cosigns the belief that one race is superior or another race is inferior solely based on your race. So you can believe that you're superior. And let's say in her case, she can believe that the white race is superior to the black race, but still love a black man. There are men that believe that men are superior to women and still love women. You see what I mean? Mm -hmm. So to answer your question directly, yes. I do believe that a racist can fall in love with a member of the opposite sex that is a member of the race that
0: they feel superior to. Not to say that I think that that's her case, but yes. What do you think about Matt James as far as him being a a man? And the reason I ask this is I fall in love with you. And I love you. You're white. I'm black. And we love each other, right? Not this being the case, but let's say that's the case. You love me. For me, I'm spitting with you. And you have problems. You made mistakes. You Maybe you're not knowledgeable of some things. Do so I say, fuck you, I'm out one. I ain't fucking with you. Or because I love you, I'm saying, well, let me teach you. Let's walk down this road together. Uh-huh. Let me tell you what bothers me. Let me tell you how this affects my people. He's white. I'm black. Of course, you're not going to understand my, my, my plight. You're not going to understand my battles. You're not going to understand the things that I go through. But if I love you, we fall in love with each other. We're connected at some higher rank. Shouldn't I break it down with you together? Shouldn't I help you understand? Because you love me for me. You know I'm black. But maybe the things that you did in the past were you just didn't have knowledge for. So I just let that go and say, fuck you, won you, or do I say, you know what? I'm am I'ma teach you what my history looks like. Because let's be honest, like, you know, a lot of times we don't know each other's history. I'm not gonna know what uh uh necessarily what a uh a Spanish or Latino person's history. I'm not going to understand necessarily what uh, a Jewish person's history is. I don't know. I'm black. I grew up black. My neighbors are black. I know all about black. So if I if I meet somebody that's outside of what I'm used to, I don't necessarily know. I don't necessarily understand. The only thing that I do know is what the people in my area talk about, you know. And if I don't know, do I make that say, you know what? I love you. I fell in love with you. I love you because who you are. Let's let me try to explain what it is. Let's do this together, or do I say the easy way out? Nah, fuck you. I ain't fucking with you no more. One.
1: In a perfect world, yes. Um, but as a black man, maybe he was too disturbed about what he learned mm-hmm. of her actions, and we don't know what their private conversations. Or is that were. real
0: love? If they really love each other, like. Let's say I say uh, some wild shit on the radio, right? Yes. Do you say I, nigga, I'm out, one?
1: Now, let me tell you the difference. Okay. The difference is that you and I are already
0: married. If we wasn't married, we were dating for, I don't know how long, and you fell in love with me. We were in love with mm-hmm. each other. And love. you said
1: what on the radio?
0: I don't know. Some wild shit. I don't know. Depends on what you said. Something about your Puerto Rican culture. Let's say. I don't know.
1: Depends on what you said, how you said it. Was it a joke, or let's did you mean it?
0: Let's say it was a joke. Let's say I went to... An anti Puerto Rican party.
1: If you went to an anti Puerto Rican party, you're, then you're out.
0: And you're part Puerto Rican, you're part Jamaican, you're part whatever. But let's say we yeah. found out, and let's say I didn't know. I thought it was a joke. I had no well, idea what was. Well, that's what I'm saying.
1: Going. If it was a joke, that's one let's thing. Say I
0: didn't know what it was. I didn't know it was an anti Puerto Rican party. It was S- that, he threw an anti Puerto Rican party. I just had no idea. That's
1: what I'm saying. And I didn't me. know
0: what it was. I just <laughs> Babe, dressed up, and that's what it was. What I'm I, saying is. I don't is even that, know what an anti Puerto Rican party is. Like, that sounds stupid, but i <laughs> But just whichever
1: way, it all depends. If you went to an anti-Puerto Rican uh, party. Anti-Jamaican
0: party. Let's say anti-Jamaican party. Oh, well, party.
1: then we fight in. What's <laughs>
0: your went, went an anti-Jamaican party? Um,
1: <laughs> if you it's went, called
0: Jamaicans Don't Eat Pum Pum Party, and I, went, and I attended. But go ahead.
1: <laughs> well, then, all bets
0: are off. <laughs> all bets <are> off. <laughs> all bets are off. It's, all, it's a wrap. It's <laughs> a wrap. But,
1: um, but if you did something or attended something or participated in an activity... That offended me or my culture deeply. Um, And we were dating, but I love you.
0: Um, It depends. We were talking about marriage. Not just we were dating. We were talking about marriage. Yes. Okay. Yes. It
1: depends on where I believe that those comments or those actions
0: came from. Mm
1: -hmm. If I believe that you have true hatred as your girlfriend or want to be fiance, it is not my job. To teach you and to dismantle everything that made you the ignorant bleep that you are. It's not my job. Now, if I'm your wife, I made a vow before a friends, family, but primarily God, then it's my job to do that work with you. If I'm just dating you and I love you, I may not want to put in that work. Mm-hmm. You may not be worth it. He might be looking at her like you're not (laughs) worth what I really believe. Okay, let's talk about what I really believe. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Again, I didn't sleep in their bed with them, but I believe that he loved her. But after everything that she said and did, I believe that in his eyes, she was too much baggage. Too much baggage. Too early on. Too early on. We've only been together for I'm guessing maybe 6 months after the show wrapped before, you know, once it's all edited and it airs and everything, um like I'm 6 months in love with you. I don't need to railroad my entire career, the public's opinion of me, and everything else because you may have racist tendencies. I may not want to <laughs> partner up with you to get you right. I may not want to do the work with you. You may be beautiful and kind and sweet and you may love me to death. And yes, you may be in awe of me, but yeah, maybe you're not worth all of that. So go do the work on your own. I wish you the best. And that's how I feel. I'm not mad at him for cutting her off, letting that thing go. I get it. It would be noble. What you're saying, what you're suggesting.
0: I, I mean, I don't know what the relationship is and how much what he feels for her. It would be but, noble. But if I love somebody, I'm at, I'm in love with them. I'm at, I'm in awe with them. and I'm looking at them as my wife and they make a mistake where they don't know. And I feel like they don't know. They don't have the knowledge. I think I would try to teach them first if I was in love with them. But I can't expect somebody of another nationality to understand what I go through, and what my plight is and how I feel. You know what I mean? I, there is no way that you can feel that. You can't understand that. You can't understand how I feel when I'm driving and a cop comes behind me. You'll never understand it. You'll but never understand my life or how I feel or what my insecurities are, or what my PTSD is when I see things. like. You'll never understand that as a different nationality. Not, I get that. So I have to explain that to you.
1: Not by way of walking in your shoes will another person of another race be able to understand. Mm-hmm. But there are many people of different races that do do the work to understand. Yeah, absolutely. And and in a general way, again, not by way of walking through your shoes, but in a general way, they understand what it is to be a black person in the United States of America because they've heard and accepted and internalized the testimonies they take these testimonies as truths and they may be infuriated by it they may believe in the BLM cause they people are able to understand to the to the degree to which they can understand like with you i tell you all the time you know i i'm so grateful for you and i appreciate you because of many things, but one of those many things is for how, how hard you work, Mm -hmm. how much time you put in the amount of sleep that you lose, um, you getting up at four 30 in the morning and you going from one job to another job, to another job, to another job, especially pre COVID. And I always try to understand your exhaustion and whatnot. And I always tell you, I understand what you go through, and the fact that you may be moody from time to time because of what your daily life is like. But I can only understand to the degree to which I can understand without walking in your shoes. So I do believe that there are people that understand the black plight without
0: walking in those shoes and this portion of the casey crew podcast is brought to you by american express now i want to recommend another podcast i'm sure you guys will love built to last is a podcast by american express now you know i'm into financial freedom you know i'm into owning my own and helping people start their own businesses well the debut season focuses on black owned small businesses that need our support more than ever in each episode, host Elaine explores the story of a black owned business trailblazer of the past that has inspired a modern black owned business. The podcast features small business owners like Pinky Cole of Atlanta's food truck turned restaurant, Slutty Vegan and a host of others. It's definitely a podcast you want to check out. Plus, there's a special check in with modern day renaissance woman Issa Ray. Check out the debut season of Built to Last on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, or wherever you get your favorite podcast. Built to Last, great podcast. This is the thing, right? And this is going to sound a little crazy. I don't give a fuck about another racist plight. And this is going to sound crazy. Another racist plight? Another nationality and what they go through because I'm dealing with my own. Okay. I don't have time to deal with what you have to because I got to deal with my own. I got to deal with my sons. I got to deal with my daughters. I got to deal with my wives. I got to deal with how I have to live. Okay. Like, for instance, um, I don't have time to, let's say, deal with racist A's plight and what they have to deal with and how they feel. uh, Let's say, I just said uh, A's nationality. A's background. I'm a? Just, a, I'm just using A as an. A, as a oh, okay, okay. Without okay. saying a, a particular nationality, mm-hmm. I don't have time to understand it, like. I'm still dealing with mine.
1: But what you're saying that to say what though, babe?
0: Um, I don't think about anybody else's problems, but my own. So you're saying that maybe she she didn't understand because she didn't live it, like for for some people, you know, they say okay. Well, black lives matter. All lives matter. Okay. They might say all lives matter because they don't understand what we go through on a regular basis. They don't understand the things that happen that are, are different from other people all, all the time. They don't understand how many times I get pulled over. And not because I'm driving a nice car, but, but when they see me driving a nice car and they see a black individual, they pull me over. Where you going? Why are you in this town? I don't necessarily think... Somebody else that's white that drives a G-Wagon gets pulled over the same amount of times that I do. Mm -hmm. Or somebody that drives this car gets pulled over the same amount of times that I do. Mm -hmm. I get pulled over because they look at it as, in my opinion, what is this black person doing in this neighborhood? Mm -hmm. Did he just steal this car? How can he afford this car? Who is he? You know what I mean? I don't don't necessarily understand care about other nationalities or other races because it happens to me all the time I care more about mine. You're
1: saying you don't have the space, the I mental the space. space to worry about I don't have about. the
0: mental space to care about others because I'm caring about yeah, mine. Yeah
1: but she probably doesn't go through things like that so I'm trying to exactly. understand. Exactly
0: so she might not care she might not have the space as well but now that she was quote unquote Well she her, definitely has the space Right but she probably doesn't care because it never affected her
1: That absolutely. You
0: know what I mean? Yes of course It never affected her so she don't give a fuck you don't give a fuck how many times Matt James gets pulled over because it doesn't affect us. Not, that wasn't a man. Mm-hmm. But now that it's a man, he has to understand, well, this is, this is what it is. If we're going to have babies, our kids are going to be black and this is what we go through. Well, But now it takes time to experience that. There's a lot of different nationalities that listen and that afford the the fight and I appreciate you guys because you guys took the time to understand what we go through. A lot of people don't give a fuck. <laughs> and I understand because I don't give a fuck about a lot of other people because I care about me. And I care about,
1: I'm serious. I know. Because, I'm being honest. Uh-huh.
0: Because my people are the ones that's getting shot. Mm-hmm. My people are the ones that are not making it back home. Right. My but, people are the ones that are being harassed. But
1: I understand the analogy, mm-hmm. but her race is the one race that doesn't go through anything like that. So I think that um, what we're talking about is in her world, it was probably never a priority right. to think or to delve into Correct. Um, what that might feel like until she fell in love with a black man. Correct. And then maybe that's when regret sets in or um, perspective starts to set in and whatnot. And I do believe that people can grow and change. And, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I have known so many racist people Really, in my life. Yeah. Racist people, racist people. I don't know too many. I have known many. Well, to be honest, to be honest, um, because, and I actually look up the word racist, not only for the same reason that I gave earlier, but because after the episode, I Googled it myself and two um, definitions popped up. But racism covers uh the definition covers behavior that I think most of us have uh have uh have acted out in some way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. Um for instance, one of the definitions is, you know, something to the effect of like the characterization of different races or certain stereotypes and things like that. And I think that if we're being honest, most of us have at some point or another, um, stereotyped someone or a group of people or something like that, even if it was when we were kids or before we really knew any better. Um, or, uh, I I can't remember the exact definition, but it was more so like characterizations or saying that, you know, a particular race has certain traits and, you know, things like that. Um, so I think that for a lot of people, a lot of people accept it. And a lot of us go to comedy shows. We go to Chris Rock comedy shows. We go to Kevin Hart comedy shows. We go to Eddie Murphy comedy shows. I'm sorry. I pretty much just, I I watch. Black comedians more than white, so I can't really name too many white comedians where I've seen their stand up. Um, but it's riddled with racism, and we sit there and we laugh at it. Mm-hmm. Does that make us racist by definition? Yes. Um, does it make them racist by definition? Yes. But I think that when we use the word racist, we're not talking about the Merriam Webster definition of racism. We're more so talking about that in-your-face, race-hating, prejudice, um, profiling, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, uh, type of actions. So I think that a lot of people that do have those types of outlooks on other races, a lot of it comes from their homes. Yeah, and like I said, I've known a lot of racist people, and I've been... A victim of racism right here in our town. Yeah, absolutely. Right here in our town. Um, we told this story a really long time ago um, on one of the podcasts before we started videotaping our podcast. But here in our town,
0: in uh, our to, town, look go ahead. Well,
1: in this town <laughs> that we're in um, right now, my daughter played softball. And this was when we were new to the area. And what was it that happened exactly,
0: babe? We moved into the town. You signed Madison up for for softball. Mm -hmm. And it was the coach and the assistant coach. Right. And the assistant coach, we were the only black family on the team, the only black girl on the team. And the assistant coach was emailing the main coach. And said, I was surprised. I, I, they asked for the email, and Gia said the email is whatever it is, which was whatever it was. It was
1: a simple email. Simple
0: email, which simple acquired email. her name. And he was like, I was surprised it wasn't Big Booty Chick 21 at Gmail. Um, and yeah, basically, it was because we were black. He just automatically assumed that Gia was an Instagram model or a street model, and her email was going to be Big booty gear at Gmail.com. Um, And
1: then it went on to say that basically, like, they're surprised that I was mm well-spoken and um, that I was intelligent and et cetera.
0: He replied to all instead of just replying to so-and-so and and Gia seeing the email. Um,
1: Well, before I saw the email, I was driving down 208 and um, he realized that I was going to see the email. And he called me. And apologized within inches of his life, um, and I was really, I was really taken aback by it. I was really, I was so disappointed in what I read, and I knew that he was only apologizing because he got caught. Of course, but sometimes it takes. Getting caught or something extreme to happen for someone to realize the error in their ways.
0: And I'm mad at myself for this, too.
1: I forgave him. Mm -hmm. I truly forgave him. I didn't.
0: I know. And I should have put him on blast. And Gia told me not to put him on blast. But I should have put him on blast because he's racist. He said some racist terms. And he's a financial advisor. And I'm sure he advises a lot of African-Americans and minorities with their money. And if he has that mentality, I should have put him on blast so the people that he invests with understand who they are investing with. And I didn't. And I'm mad at myself that I didn't. Because at the end of the day, even though we spoke after, he apologized. And his daughter and my daughter played on the same team. And his son and my son played on the same basketball team. But I always looked like, I always felt like he always looked at me differently differently as less than and i always had a problem with it but i let it slide um and i should have blew his fucking ass up because it is what it is like if you're saying that on an email to your friend because you think you're both white and you think it's funny it's not fucking funny especially when there's so many brothers and sisters and minorities and different things that probably invest with his financial firm and i should have said something and I didn't. And the only reason I didn't, if you ever see this, is because Gia begged me not to, because I should have. I should have let the world know who you were as a person. Like, we have to change, like, who you are as a person. Don't apologize because you got caught. Apologize because you feel bad and that you're wrong. Okay,
1: but maybe that did, for Fuck some that. people. He apologize because you got caught. For some people that might be what it takes for them to realize. Um, I'm not his best friend, so I don't know. But well, let me ask you
0: a Would you want to invest money with him knowing he's like co- that? Well, of
1: course not. Right. <laughs> of course put not. But what I'm saying guys. is that I, I accepted his apology. Mm-hmm. It was a very long-winded apology. He was on the brink of oh, tears. What
0: did you expect? He thought he was going to lose his life. He thought he was Kirk Franklin's. Kirk Franklin and his son was about, <laughs> about to blow his life up. No, no, I understand. He thought his life was over. He thought he was. He was gonna, I was going to blow him up on radio. He was going to get fired from his job. He wouldn't be able to support his family. But you had a tender side on your heart, and you and you forgave him.
1: I listen. I that's what I'm trying to tell you. I'm not grudgeful, even though you kind of tagged me as grudgeful. No, I forgave him because, um, not necessarily for the racism, um, but. I mean, I did forgive him for that too, but I can imagine how it feels to be uh, caught out there (laughs) and um, just feel as though you're laying on the sword and someone has your entire-
0: um, Yeah, but he was laying on the sword because he got caught. No, but
1: I I know this, but for someone else to hold your reputation in their hands-
0: That's his own reputation.
1: The godly way for me was
0: to not exploit that. um, The godly way to me is to tell everybody that invests with him that he was wrong and what he was doing, what he really thinks about their money.
1: Well, I disagree. Um, I disagree with you. I understand where you're coming from, but I disagree with you. But I brought that up. And that's just one of many different things that that I've experienced in my life when it comes to racism. What- what I mean when I say racism, you know what I mean? I, I, I don't mean stereotyping by way of jokes and things of that, that nature, you know? Um, we don't really believe in those stereotypes, but we know where they come from, you know, and we might laugh, have a little chuckle at it, whatever, and we keep it moving. But I think that a lot of people that are racist, they learn that in their homes. You know, it's typical kitchen table talk, and miss- they come a, a lot of people, yes, I also they think it's come friends. up. In, I think that uh, for most people, the vast majority of people that are racist, it was kitchen table talk for them. Mm -hmm. They heard racial slurs in their homes. Their parents may have acted in racist ways. It's like they kind of taught them. And who do we believe? We believe our parents, Mm -hmm. Um, for the most part you know, now we have teenagers. it's a different day now. Now we have teenagers that are outing their parents on social media. But like when we were coming up, it's more so like you believe your parents, your parents teach you a certain way. You think that's the right way. They act a certain way. You think that that's right. If your father cheats, you might think that, you know, that's what men do. If your mom is a whore and she's out there, you know, lying to your dad and whatnot, you might think that that's what women do. You know, we kind of, get a lot of our ways from our parents, you know what I mean? So I think that's where some, well, I think a lot of racism is -hmm. born. So when it comes to Rachel, um, for the most part, I think that that may have been her environment. Mm -hmm. And, but I do think that she may be better than that. And I do think that people are worth forgiving if they are truly sorry. And I believe that she is.
0: Okay. Well, Send us an email, leave a comment, send us a DM. We'd love to hear what you think. There's time to get up out of here. It is. I'm tired. Gia's going to cook tonight. Um, New York strip, mac and cheese,
1: green beans, mushrooms. And then I'm
0: going to eat all night. All night. You know... we will have to know because I'm probably going <laughs> to <gonna> fall, <laughs> fall asleep you're probably going to fall asleep you're going to ask
1: for that 10 minute nap <laughs> go 10 in, minute in nap. between
0: <laughs> alright guys we'll see you next week I'm DJ MV and
1: I am Gia Casey and
0: I'm a pounder all night long stop it <laughs> we'll see you guys next week Doodles.